Hey, let's start the show. It's January 23rd, 2014. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith, sitting directly to my left, adjusting his headphones. I'm not sure if this is for comedy or because he has them on backwards. Norman Chan, what the hell's going on over there? I did not have them on backwards. Uh, I don't like headphones. Okay. I don't are like mine that. on backwards? No, yours no, are you're, you're, no, no, no one I'm has fine. I think we can all put on headphones. Okay. Dave yes. Snyder. I'm here. Joining us. I've been here before. You have? You've been here for Dad Podcast and for I, Octobercast? Yeah. And I think one time when the website went down for like two weeks in the old days, you came on to talk about that, too. But that might have been just Andy. Oh, man. I don't know. That was a bad sure. time. Remember that? Remember what we did? We did two real dumb things with you at Whiskey. Well, we did a lot more than two. But we did the... Here's the bad the part of my head is I'm thinking which time when the website <laughs> went down. No, no I, I'm Ex- thinking about the, the time Amazon, Amazon went down. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was... Oh, that, the dark oof. time. We don't talk about that yeah. anymore. Except just now. Yeah. But... but I think Andy came on to talk about why that was broken and it was really, really kind of long and boring. Mm-hmm. And then you came on and we're like, yeah, Amazon just, it, it's broke. Yeah. It's cheaper now. Amazon? S3. Oh, really? Every the prices. Yeah. They, oh yeah. This past week. Too bad Topical. We, we were trying to think of using them to not. What you doing these days, Dave? Uh, I'm over here. I'm t- chilling out with you guys. Hanging out all day. I go fishing. No, wow. really? A, do you have like what? Do you have like one of those pocket fishermen, yeah, yeah, the a, Ronco one? I just unfolds with the plastic. And you I just fly fish in your setting your oh, room. Okay, just over there. No, we're uh, we're just building another CMS system, usual thing I do. So you, you took a break for a while. Took a break. Became a dad. I became a dad. I took care of my kid for a while, and then I got bored. And I was like, why don't I move as far away from the city as possible? You so did that after you had the kid, back. or yes. just before? Just before. Yeah, so I was like, I'll never be back in this city. Yeah, why would I come back? You're here, here three days a week now. I'm here three days a week. It's nice to see you. It is. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. It's weirdly surreal. I I come in. Uh, I came in on the in the car with Jeff in a carpool, and then here you Jeff guys Gersman are. Jeff Gersman of GiantBomb.com. Yes. yes, that Jeff. Okay, and it's super surreal. So this like is what your like sixth ago. podcast of the day because it doesn't he do like seventeen podcasts on the he way does. every morning. He does. He's weird man. He records that giant bomb radio <laughs> minute from the car. Yeah, as soon as I was like walking to his car, he was like, uh, "Just you know, fair warning, we're we're live inside." Wow. <laughs> does Jeff do more podcasts than Kevin Smith? Oh, Kevin Smith does. I I don't think Kevin Smith is on all those podcasts anymore. I think he's just occasionally pops up. It's like a podcast universe featuring Kevin Smith and his I pals. Think he's on a lot of them. He is. I know he does the Smodcast and the the Jay Silent like Bob TV podcast. Too. And, yeah, and TV show podcast. He, he he does uh, the Hollywood ba- uh, Babylon. Dude knows how to shill. My favorite thing mm-hmm. that he did that he I don't think he does anymore. But for a while he would do a thing on when he had that little podcast studio in in like West Hollywood. He would do a Saturday morning show where he would come in in pajamas and eat cereal. He'd have like Lucky Charms for everybody mm-hmm. for like twenty five people, and then you just sit around and watch old Saturday morning cartoons. 
in your bathroom with Kevin Smith. That's not which, too bad. Like that sounds like a pretty good piece of like I'm like that that's an okay piece of content. That's good. Lucky Charms really? was really gross though. I uh, can't get I, behind the Lucky Charms. I think maybe they had Captain Crunch too, which I Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <sighs> cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best. Too soggy. Yeah, so see, good. there so good. we go. You've got so 45 seconds to eat a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch before it's completely a soggy shit you ball mess. You just described cereal. <laughs> Like that is every bowl of cereal that I've ever no, seen no, in no, my no. life. What do you, what do you got? The magic smart you got the Willy start. Wonka like forever god smart stopper? start. That stuff is covered in like a waxy lacquer, and it can sit in the milk for an hour. Smart start. What is it? Is that healthy? It's like uh, no, it, it's it, it's a it's cereal. It's masquerading as healthy, but it's really super unhealthy because it's just sugar and carbohydrates. Okay, um, all cereal, grains and sugar, frosted mini weights, man. That's the way to go. Puffed grains. Puffed. Puffed stuff is good. Frosted mini wheats, medium size. Medium size? Well, original frosted mini wheats. You mean, you mean pre mini mini. Pre mini Holocaust. Podcast topics, discussion topics. I know we talked about this a lot, but years ago. You know what happened to the mini wheats, right, Dave? What happened? What? So remember in the old days when you went to the grocery store and you'd say, oh, I want some Frosted Mini Wheats, and there was only one box. It was red. No, I don't remember that because I never wanted Frosted Mini Wheats. They're gross. Did you, your mom must have bought you good cereal instead of this. Like, that was the unhealthy cereal option we had in my house. That, she was like, oh, do you want some yeah, Frosted Mini Wheats? We can, we'll, we'll go crazy. It's rough. They, they don't have the original size Frosted Mini Wheats anymore. Now it's all just bite size, and it's like these little shitty pillows with too much sugar and not enough it's the reverse Ooh. Starbucks effect. It's terrible. Um, so you're here on the podcast this week. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Well, I walked over from yeah, the other was, side of the... It was great. We stopped and got a Coke. Yeah. Looked at the MakerBot, saw what five. was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to just jump right into news? You want to get it, get into it? There's a, not anything happening this week. It's super... There's a long list of stuff. Love to know what Dave thinks about every single one of these topics. I Yes. And I'm excited for King.com coming up. to know what the topics are. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're foreshadowing the podcast now, Norm. Yep. Um, okay. So I think the more interesting stories. I didn't put these in in, in order. I usually put the most interesting stuff at the top. So we're just gonna we're just we're just all over the place today. Um, Netflix is basically promising more if ISPs violate the tenets of net neutrality. So you know, a couple weeks ago, the FCC Verizon challenged the FCC on the net neutrality thing. Mm-hmm. And the FCC lost. So there's no net neutrality. It's it's they can do whatever they want right now. And Netflix came out today and said, look, if you if you fuck us on this, we're going to let our user if you're an ISP and you think, hey, we can charge people. We can charge Netflix more to deliver good Netflix streams to our users. We're going to let the users know we're going to let it be shitty. And we're going to let the users know that you're the bastard that's in charge of this. And we're going to like use our, our enormous user base and their power. To give them your home address and basically let loose the hounds of war on, 44. on your shitty little ISP. I wonder a million if users. Work. You think it would work though? I think that. I think that. Let me ask you. Netflix is a lot of goodwill. If you had, oh, I know that when you when you think of your of Netflix, do you like Netflix or do you dislike Netflix I as am a company? A, I like Netflix so much. I'm a Netflix stock. Okay. Owner. So Whoa. when you think of that's a good buy. Yeah. When you think of Comcast, do you like or dislike Comcast? I do not have cable in my home. <laughs> right. When you think of AT&T, do you like or dislike AT&T? I have a grandfathered clause that costs me way too much money. I 
you get you have unlimited data on AT&T. I tolerate, but I've never had any problems. But I, I look at my bill and I'm like, what? What do I need to pay all this money for? What, also, do you, do you think AT&T is looking out for your interest, or do you think they're trying to fuck you at every opportunity? I don't know. I don't even talk to Mr. AT&T. Okay. He never like he wears a hat. He's got he's got a suit. I never get to talk to you. That don't guy. dial six one one. You can dial six one one at any time. I don't what. I like I like I like your role as every man on are this you, podcast. Yeah, are you telling me that like there's some star number combination that I could get six one one, and it gives me horoscopes nope. and Mister AT and T well, probably, to me. but they'll just they'll be like, hey, we're AT and T, would like to help you, and then they charge you more money. I think of Mister AT and T when I think of him in my head. I think of the Planners Peanut Man, mm-hmm. but evil. Is he still a peanut, or is he just shaped like a phone? So like, what, what, any, shape. Anyone allergic like to peanuts? No, pistachios are great. No, no is it the Gangnam Style guy, the pistachio guy now? What he did the oh, pistachios? Yeah, that's on. right. Who's that guy? Do you remember him? Sai, uh, Sai, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, and I have no data to back this up, but I've, I've <laughs> I have <laughs> I have a good. lot of anecdotes over the years that indicate that people think Netflix is looking out for them and is a good deal, and that the telecoms are are not looking out for them and are bad companies. You know who Netflix is looking out for? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Well, and Netflix shareholders, shareholders like, like, Dave like Dave Snyder right here. We do not give financial advice here on this. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not for me. Norm Kai Rizdal yeah. Chan. Um, <laughs> and now it's insulting. time to do the numbers. <laughs> so <Let's> do numbers. Say <laughs> <laughs> PM. Oh my god, I could do this all day long. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do this. This is going to go badly. Um, so yeah, I think that if Netflix and the telecoms fight, Netflix will win the hearts and minds of consumers. Because Netflix fights for the users. They they would, but to do it to a degree that it would matter drastically, they would have to put, I would almost say, like, if you want to get, you chuck war, like, you'd want to put an overlay when it starts dropping to shitty levels. That's yeah. like, I'm sorry, your ISP uh, is forcing this. Yeah, your like ISP They would have to is, do it while I was watching it. Oh, absolutely. But think about, think about how many, like... So I'm on I'm on Comcast, which is shared in my neighborhood, and it has gotten the Netflix situation on my ISP has gotten to the point. And this is kind of an argument. This is Comcast's argument. It's gotten to the point that on evenings at like seven o'clock, I notice a bandwidth sag in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right, like my Steam stuff downloads slower. It takes a little bit longer to load everything, and I, I can only assume it's because people are coming home and watching Netflix and YouTube, and you know, crackle. I mean, you're living the AT and T. Commercial, the old DSL commercials yeah. for, for cable. Except for the difference is that I'm still getting faster than the fastest DSL can offer, even in this shitty reduced capacity that Comcast is giving so me. So we just all want fiber. Hours. Yeah, I would like fiber. Fiber. There's fiber to a box 45 feet from my house, but they won't go the last 45 feet. I have DSL just because I don't want the TV. Well, you have. It's too hard to get the other one. You guys have a good DSL provider there too. It's all right. You? Is it yeah. the? It's, I just use Sonic. Yeah, those guys. It, those guys fight for the. Those guys actually yes. fight for the users. Netflix wants you to think that they fight for the users. Yeah. The Sonic guys are good, so it it works well enough. When I bitched about Comcast once on Twitter, the Sonic CEO reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we have DSL in Pacifica," and I said, like, "Yeah, let's, what's your what's your upstream?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's probably not. If you were if you're asking about upstream, <laughs> probably we're in the wrong market." It's like, "What are you going to do? Fiber down here? You have fiber in Sebastopol?" He's like. We'll let you know when we're going to do fiber. And anyway, um, so that's Netflix. Uh, they also did their annual call uh, later this afternoon. Is that what the next thing is about, Norm? Uh, they have this call, the call already. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they have 44 million users. Uh, they are going to start 
tier uh, tier pricing their plans. So what what do you get if more, you tiered si- more simultaneous streams? Oh, so and if you also have- difference between HD and and SD potentially. So like the, if you want 4K, you'll have to pony up for the higher resolution, higher yep. quality. That, that's only fair. Yep, that, that's fine. Yeah. Or if you want to have Netflix playing on more than three TVs in your house at the same time. Oh my god! Or if you're sharing with you know your how family. many children do you have? Yeah, you shouldn't have more than three TVs right, in your house. A lot of people share Netflix accounts, and I think they want to stop that. Well, uh, I think that's fair. I'm okay with that. They, you know, seven bucks. It's seven bucks. Yeah, a it's great. Come deal. on, it's generous uh, grandfathering. Well, is what they're also promising so for for whatever the, your existing plan is. So oh, if so you're, if, if you're a subscriber now, you'll be okay. Because in the old days, you used to do the uh, like you could do as many streams as you had discs on the plan. I think right. So if you had two discs, you could do two streams. If you had three discs, you could do three streams. That all changed with the seven seven dollar a month thing, and it went to just three streams flat, pretty much for everybody. It seemed like. I think that's good. Um, Tarantino, uh, the next Tarantino movie called The Hateful Eight. The script leaked earlier this week. Did you see this? this is This is wonderful. I did. So he he uh, Deadline reported that the script had leaked. It was it's you can go search for it on the internet. And then yesterday there was a follow up with the guy who originally reported on the leaked script, where basically Tarantino said, "Look, I'm not going to make the fucking movie now. I gave the script to six people." He's not going to make the movie. He's not going to make the movie yeah. now. He threw a hissy. He threw a hissy. Wow. And he's like, I gave this script to six people, three actors and three other people. I'm pretty sure Tim Roth didn't fuck me on this, but <laughs> everybody else is suspect. So basically Reservoir way- Dogs, in, but script leaking. Where Pretty I, much. Where I read it, it said like three people I'd worked with before, actors I'd worked with before. And then I assume the other three were... Uh, other actors that he hadn't worked with before mm. and was basically throwing them under the bus. So it's, he said, he named names. He named names in the article. I want to hear he's like, names. He's like, um, I gave the script to three actors, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, and Tim Roth. I know Tim Roth didn't do this. Um, one of the others let his agent read it and that agent has now passed it on to everyone in Hollywood. One of them let their agent read it in his house and he did not pass it out. So it seems like he kind of knows who did it. Maybe. I don't know. He said that he suspects it comes from one of the large agencies. Uh, the, uh, who reps Bruce Stern and he's basically like, look, I'll probably, this will probably blow over eventually and I'll probably make the movie, but I'm going to do something else first. Fuck these guys. Fuck everybody. Burn the house down. Let it all burn. His, but his scripts are always end up avail- on the internet. Yeah. Cause they're good. They're interesting to read. Hmm. So no hateful eight in the not too distant future. What was That's, it about? It was a Western. It's a Western. I assume it's a Magnificent Seven style. I wanted to see a Western. I'd love to see a, a big ensemble. A no, he made a solo Western. There's two kinds of Westerns, ensemble Westerns and solo Westerns. So Magnificent Seven is an ensemble. I want lots of whistling in whatever his Western is. Like a, like uh, Enrico. Like, yes. Yeah. Like Once Upon, yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. No, the and the. The Spaghetti Westerns. Either that or a clock. The watch, the stopwatch. That one, not a stopwatch. I'm more of an old Western guy. I like the early John Wayne Westerns all the way through like Liberty Valance and that business. Once it gets too bloody, I'm, I'm out. Call me old fashioned. Um, there's a supernova. There's what's a supernova, Will Smith? Int- <laughs> int- tell me about it. All I do is code all day. A supernova is uh, when a star reaches the end of its life. Okay. Or in this case, some some other stuff happened, but reaches the end of its life and uh, it becomes too massive to sustain the hydrogen fusion reaction in its heart. And so then all the mass collapses and it explodes in an incredible shockwave, incredibly destructive, destroys major portions of a galaxy. It's a heart and attack. gets super duper bright. Sounds like a star gets a heart attack. Sounds like my child at night. <laughs> wow, is your kid not sleeping good? Nah, it's just 
You know, it's kids. Give her a little tipple yeah. there. And sure. Oh, she yeah. goes right out. Great. Where's the supernova? Yeah. Um, it is in Galaxy M82, which is in down Ursa the, Major. Yeah, two blocks down the street. It sounds like a, it a new synth band. Joint it's, there. it's 12 million light years away, so we're okay. Like If it was 12 light years away... Pretty much everybody on the supernova facing side wiped out all over. Some new wave shit. That's the end of Earth, right? That's it. Nuclear war doesn't matter anymore. Terrorism doesn't matter anymore. Quake 5 is never going to come out because it will be the end of everything. Well. Probably not going to come out anyway. Um, uh, Peak brightness will be in two weeks. Right now, if you live someplace that has no light pollution to the north, you can see it with a four-inch telescope or a really good pair of binoculars. In a couple of weeks, it'll it'll reach peak magnitude, and you'll be able to see it with just uh, binoculars. What's, I, what's a four-inch telescope? A telescope with a four-inch lens. Did four I tell you about my uh, telescope did you buy? Did you buy a telescope? Yeah, you guys ever heard this? No. No. Yeah, they, I got bored last year, and I was like, you know what I really <laughs> want to do? I've got a backyard now. You don't have, there's no, it's bright as hell up there. I really want a telescope. So how did you go about researching buying uh, a telescope? You went to Sharper Image and no. just bought the first one they said was good. No, what I thought was, man, I bet a lot of people have telescopes and nobody ever uses it's them. like a bicycle. I bet if I go on Craigslist, I can get uh, a nice telescope for really cheap. Yeah. So that's how you got your kayak, too. It is. And I use the kayak a lot. Yeah. Uh, the telescope, I was able to get like a thousand dollar telescope mm-hmm. for 250 bucks. Ooh, that sounds uh, pretty good. So it's, it's a mead. It's, it looks like a fancy telescope. It's not like the telescope that I had to watch Haley's Comet back in 1987. It's like the one you had to put on a picnic table and then lay on the ground and get underneath it. Uh, there's no, yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, so I started. Or did you have like a pirate telescope? Like, yeah, sure. I'm yeah. AD. Had a little tripod. Okay. Um, so I started using the thing, and it came with a bunch of lenses. And, of course, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was I bought it from some guy in Santa Rosa who had bought it and was like, ah, I just didn't I'm going to be it. an uh, amateur yeah. astronomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nope. And, and then you get it, and um, they're... They're interesting the way they they do all the auto tracking and stuff. So you don't days. have to aim like you just put it in the yard and you say this direction's north. You you can beep in like some coordinate stuff. Doesn't have an app. It's it was kind of a little older. Oh, I don't know. So were there adapters old. to put like your phone into it, take pictures or a camera? No, the camera stuff uh, you can get the adapters and then you just plug the. You can three D print those. Yeah. Wow. I'm not that far. What I did was set it up, and of course, what I could do without learning any knowledge at all was like, look at that big ass moon. <laughs> so I just pointed at the moon. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun and looked That's at the moon. That's fun. Yeah, but it gets old. The moon's pretty awesome. Uh, it is pretty awesome, yeah. and it's pretty scary. Like you look at it, and you're like, oh my god, that thing's wrecked. Yeah, that is wrecked. We could be like that. Thank goodness for the atmosphere. There could be a supernova that comes by. (laughs) So what's the magnification on the telescope? I have no idea. But how? Okay, how? It's a million times. How big does the moon look? Uh, How big do the craters? It fills the. It fills the screen. It depends upon the the lens that I put into it, which makes a lot harder. the The hardest part with it is focusing. Yeah. Because when you can be pointed directly at the moon and not actually see it at all because the focus is so far off. Dibs on when you get bored of it. 
and I will also <laughs> I will buy it from you for hundred and twenty five dollars. One hundred and twenty five dollars, at least fifty. I'll give you one hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty dollars. So we're selling yeah. my. Yeah. I'll bring it if you want to borrow it. I think I will bring it in. I think we should come up to your house and have a have a supernova viewing event. <laughs> we'll bring cameras and record it. And the whole thing. I was going to say telescope like a party, but that sounded really bad. Did you so. see anything but the moon? Did you like look at Mars or Venus uh, or Saturn? I really. I mean Uranus. I had. It didn't even come with a manual, so I was hunting down like old PDFs. Okay. And, uh, basically, I bring it out every once in a while and look at the moon, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. Solar system. I think the bigger crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's our moon. Yeah. yeah. yeah look at that face. <laughs> the crazier thing for me was basically just setting it up. I had totally forgot the basics of, uh, you know, how the earth works. And it was like, oh shit, I gotta like move my, my telescope, you know, all that off because the, the earth is spinning. We're moving (laughs) in relation to everything around us. We move. So it was great. It was definitely like a, uh, I've become a dad. I'm going to go buy this thing, but yeah, I barely use it now. That's, <laughs> that's pretty normal for telescopes. Every, every minute. <laughs> Wait for that next garage clean out, Norm. Uh, Beats Moon Music launched Tuesday. I think Ethan worked on this, didn't he? He did. Ethan .com. and another engineer there uh, used to work with. In fact, Mike Horn worked on it for uh, half of a minute doing some that stuff. That doesn't sound like you get a whole lot done in a half of a minute. It was fun. I was talking to those guys uh-huh. and they were like, how's the, you know, they're like, I'm like, how's the launch going? And he's like, it's, you know, pretty much like all the other launches we've done where... I've been at work for 17, 18 days. The yeah. only difference is now instead of some angry user submitting a bug, it's Dr. Dre, <laughs> <laughs> which I just kind of thought was awesome. That's pretty. Yeah. So, so what is Beats Music? <laughs> it's basically like a Spotify competitor. It's a streaming service for music. Uh, they focus a little bit more, I believe, on the social aspects and the pl- the curation of playlists it seems a lot like um the stuff that i like about rdo mm-hmm. in a in a pretty slick it, it seems pretty slick um i haven't i haven't spent a lot of time with it yet what, is there a it doesn't have a, it, it has a web app but it was really hard to find and about the time i found it was when i lost interest in looking at it anymore because i had <laughs> other shit to do mm-hmm. um but uh it has android and uh ios apps Seems like it's something for your phone more than anything. I mean, I, th- I think they somebody did market research. It's like people listen to music on their phones. <laughs> then here we are. Yeah. Um, How much is it per month? I have no idea. Fifteen dollars, I think. Wow, that's a lot. I think it uh, that maybe. Sorry, that might just be for that family plan that AT and T has, where oh. you pay fifteen bucks and five people in your family can. That's exclusive for AT and T users right now. Um, I think RDO is like seven dollars a month or something like that. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, so I, I would assume that this would like Spotify a single... is ten bucks a month. Really? Yes, for mobile play. Oh, you can also get this for the Windows Store. So you know you got that going for you. All right, Beats Music. Beats Music. It understands you. Colin Kaepernick loves it. Uh, is this? Is this? This isn't. This has nothing to do with Monster, right? It's. It's a different thing. Yeah, Monster and Beats split apart. Yeah, Beats is Dre's thing, and Monster is. And I think uh, Trent Reznor's on this one too. Okay. Uh, so they've got they've got a full lineup. You can see all the celebrities tweeting their Beats music stuff right now. They're it's kind of fun to see the modern celebrity launch. I feel. What was the last big celebrity launch that you that you're thinking of? Clearly, you have something in mind. Tested.com. No, we had no celebrities. Oh, oh well, I mean the second yes. time. 
But the the first launch, it was just Norm I'm just, and me. I'm just saying, and, like and the testicles. The now having a big celebrity behind your launch is a big thing. Uh, MySpace. Oh Justin yeah, Timberlake. You know. Yeah, Sean uh, Parker too, right? Mm, yeah, I can't remember. Well, he I mean he played Sean Parker. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, of course they they became buddies. Yeah, they're they're one, <laughs> one and the same. Can't wait uh, till Joaquin Phoenix launches Johnny Cash <laughs> station. <laughs> oh, uh, Carrie, it'll be a T-shirt. Carrie Fisher. It'll be an app. What is the app's a T-shirt? Yeah, it's a T-shirt that you wear. It makes you uh, talk like Johnny Cash. That would be amazing. Would be be really good. You know, was it you that told me that Dewey Cox was a real person? Somebody around us told us we that because I remember yeah. it at the same. Yes, Joey told us that. Joey told us. I couldn't believe that Dewey Cox was not just a parody. I thought that that was just a parody, but Dewey Cox was a real person. He was the he was the the Rudels to the to the to the to Johnny Cash. If, if Norm already doesn't believe it. He's he was the I'm already, right already googling right now because like, I. This doesn't make if any this is sense. wrong. It's all Joey. Yeah. If it's right, Dave and me. He didn't fact check my uh, Earth is spinning. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure fact, that's right. But <laughs> I, I over the holidays, I ended up explaining like orbital dynamics and how seasons work to a bunch of eight year olds at a at a party. That didn't go well. It's really hard to do if you had a couple of cocktails and you don't have some balls to. Because you end up doing a lot of these wrist movements with like the. You didn't go to Ben Franklin's, pick up a bunch of styrofoam balls and like spray paint them the different colors. I don't think, I don't think they had styrofoam when Ben Franklin did that what? stuff. No. When the, the craft Ben Franklin? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Dewey Cox, <laughs> totally not a real person. God damn it, Joey. It might be inspired by a real person. Still trying to figure that out. But Dewey Cox is that, that name fictitious. <sighs> we, were, we were hoodwinked. They're bamboozled from Ellie. Um, Carrie Fisher confirmed that she, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford will return to the next Star Wars trilogy. Hooray? No mention. No mention so far of uh, Chewbacca or Lando Calrissian. Let's hear your best Chewbacca right now. I can't. I'm not allowed to do it anymore. What? Why? I'm not very good at it. Norm, you got to have one. No. Yeah, it's, nope, is better. Nope, it's nope. a better Chewbacca over there. Get a, get a really they're, they're both pretty bad. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a brief Xbox One machinima shilling controversy where people were accusing Microsoft of paying YouTube personalities to say nice things about the Xbox One and show footage of Xbox games played on the Xbox One without saying anything negative about the Xbox One. How does this work? I'm a YouTuber. Are you interested? Norm, norms YouTuber. available, guys. Let me know. Let me know what the, deal, the terms of the deal were. Uh, my understanding is the terms of the deal were that they played games as on the many, Xbox as One. As many people on YouTube do. It was uh, there was a basically. I think it worked on an hourly basis, and they had to mention that it, the, the footage was being shown on the Xbox One, uh, and they couldn't say anything negative about the Xbox One. So our video about the Xbox One didn't qualify for this kind of sponsorship. Uh, later came to light that EA is doing the same thing. And then somebody shared the contract or something with Machinima and the terms were all super disclosed, although not in the, in the actual, uh, how much were these people being paid? It did not say that nothing. Wasn't it like $2 per yeah. thousand views. Or yeah. Something? It was like an extra couple of bucks per thousand views was what, was what my understanding was, but I don't know if that was. Yeah. So per thousands. Nice. Per thousand it's going views. to the person. I think it's probably split between Machinima and the yeah, person if I had to guess. Yeah, get three cents. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, you know, YouTube. Uh, NPD report showed that Netflix gained subscribers while HBO and Showtime lose subscribers. And then NPD pulled the report after a couple of days. I don't know what that means at all, but I thought that was kind of weird. Hey, guys, Netflix is growing and HBO and Showtime are shrinking. And then then the report gets pulled from NPD. Do they say anything about that in the Netflix call? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max Tempkin sent me a link to something really horrible called Sex with Glass. The idea is that you and a loved one both don a pair of Google glasses. You hook them up to your phones. Is this, is this a app or a website? This is an, a website that purports to have an app that they're waiting to develop until they get their Google glasses. But the app is already available. Um, and then you can share your perspective with your loved one during the intimate act of lovemaking. That is so, it's like, so gross. What is that? I don't get it. Okay, so... I'm wearing glasses and my my partner is wearing glasses mm -hmm. and I see what she sees while she sees what I see. So like a mirror. And then you can also hang a phone up somewhere and get that one too if you want to see more. I think it's worse than a mirror because a mirror, like you just know that's going to be there. This could change perspective. You could get real. This is gross. It's gross. Is it real? I, d I couldn't tell. It looked like it might be a joke. I think it's probably not real. I don't think it th there's, there was stuff on the app store. It is grosser. Is it a promotion for porn? I don't think so. It is grosser than what I thought it was when I originally looked at it. My first thought was sex with glass. I was like, Ira Glass <laughs> is having sex. This is gross. So this came out of a hackathon, according to The Verge. Uh, the URL is glassandsex.com, which seems like a really... I mean, may have been an expensive URL even. <laughs> um, and they're saying that there's an iPhone app coming soon that will give you that experience if you want to give them your email address. Great. I didn't give them my email address. I would recommend not giving yeah, them that was, email Yeah, that's my advice. Uh, King.com. Oh, here it goes. The, the only part I'm excited for. The makers of the Candy Crush Saga. It's good that you bring a high level of enthusiasm to the saga. podcast, Arm. Saga. Try to trademark the words candy. Also, they've already trademarked the word saga. 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 Um, now, Saga? Saga. So that means games like Candy Box. <laughs> Isn't Candy Crush the thing that just rips off Bejeweled? I've never played Candy Crush before. Have you played Candy Crush, Dave? I don't. I'm playing. What, what's that new hot phone? iOS game? Isn't like the like some Candy Crush Saga? No, like a, some defending game, like fortress building game with with uh, <laughs> Vikings or what the hell? I thought, are you, talking I about? thought you were making a sarcastic joke, saying no, that that is every game <laughs> on your phone. Oh, you're talking about Kingdom Rush. K Kingdom Rush. That is a that is a formerly hot new iOS game. Brad really liked it. You, you, it's a tower defense game. Okay. Is that what you're thinking about? Maybe. Kay. All I know is that it's, there, there's a lot of, there's a lack of originality in iOS games. And anytime games gets to the top of the charts, whether it's free paid or revenue based. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, you can find two dozen clones. Yeah. This there, I'm sure that there's a game called candy tower saga and candy box saga, saga and candy. So how Torpedo did, how, saga. How did king.com? Um, get the rights to the word saga. Uh, they filed a trademark request with the trademark office. So trademarks are weird. I didn't realize a lot of this stuff as I was reading these stories this week. I just got one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you have a product. Well, we have a name, so we had to go get a name. We had to like yeah. a webhook, so I had to get I had to go get that. And it actually like I so I sent it in, and then it got accepted, mm -hmm. and then they send me something back that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Well, so there's a, there's a, there's a process. You send the paperwork in and then they say, we're going to publish this trademark and people can object to it for X number of days. And if somebody objects to it, then, and I assume if you're a big company, you hire people that just sit there and watch these lists of names coming out of the trademark office. So you can object. That is probably what happened to me. Oh, really? So now you, then you get six months to basically deal with it. Make a product basically, right? Or no, to dispute it in whatever way that you need to. But the thing about trademarks as opposed to copyrights, like copyrights, say Oreo is a copyright, right? Mm-hmm. It's also a trademark. I guess the Oreo logo is a copyrighted thing. The Oreo name is a trademark thing. I can't use the Oreo logo for anything without Nabisco's permission, but I can use Oreo. The maybe Oreo is a bad word, but as long as I'm using Oreo in a context that wouldn't be confusing with the original product, Oreo is fair game. So or, if you just said Oreo, Oreo a bad example. like the advertisement Oreo as a, as a, as a, I don't ex, know about that. Cause that adds copyrighted. So, it, okay. So, uh, Oreo is a bad example. <laughs> we can't Man, I'm confused. We don't dispense legal advice yeah. Yeah, on no, no. test.com. Okay. So you can trademark what's happened is they can trademark a word in the context of games that involve candy and the mechanisms that they have in the game and the the art style of the icons so that it so as to reduce confusion that's what they're that's what they're trying mm-hmm. to do so they're saying look there's dozens of these knockoff games like norm mentioned on the app store where the icons are intentionally designed to look exactly like the candy crush icon and they're trying to trick people using seo stuff and similar design into buying the wrong app instead of candy crush saga which is the market leader in candy based bejeweled ripoffs so itself a ripoff is worried about. I think the trademark office doesn't care about that. But right. Yeah. So they trademark individual words and then they go, then they've gone in the past after other games that use words. So Saga is a game that they have trademarked. And for example, that, uh, that banner Saga game came out last week or the week before and has been in developed for a while. It was a Kickstarter game. They actually sent a thing to them and said, Hey, you can't use the word Saga in your game. And then they said, well, it's a completely different game. There's obviously no crossover. It doesn't look the same probably not even coming out of the same platforms pounds and, and it seems to have worked itself out, but you can trademark words like candy is the, is the takeaway. What word do you want? Sex. You, uh, I didn't have to make a product though. Oh, so maybe not I was thinking, tested, tested's a word tested. You got, yeah. I don't think we ever actually trademarked that. Though. I think you probably do. Did we, did we trademark it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, we did have lawyers at the time. They, they buttoned up that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they did. Sure. Yeah, Those somebody guys. over in, the, in our legal department. Those All guys. you do is add that little TM. Right? Yeah, no, you have to file paperwork and stuff. Um, and you have to, trademarks you also have to defend. So if you don't defend trademarks, then that's what happened to Kleenex and, mm. you know, the ones that got genericized. So anyway... Um, games like Candy Box that predated Candy Crush Saga and all those things are probably okay. It also has to do with the date that the trademark was, the product was created. So if you predate that, you're totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's really boring stuff. Trademarks. <laughs> um, they discovered a new pharaoh's tomb in Egypt this week. Okay. Sobek Hotep the first is the name of the pharaoh. Pretty good pronunciation. I, I practiced. Do they got to rewrite all the books now? Like um, all those picture books that you get in third grade? Well, no, he's from a different group. So there's like different forks. Uh, his reign was in the 1600s BC, thereabouts, 1500, mm-hmm. 1600, somewhere in there. And he was from like the poor cousin pharaohs that were like one valley over or something. And, and they didn't have 
uh, their tombs were not as rich as the Did pharaohs in the, in the, that we know of. Are there previously. pictures or descriptions of the lavishness of his tomb? There is a picture of his bones on a slab with a bunch of archae- Egyptologists digging around in them. Thumbs up group picture. <laughs> it was yeah, it was just like it's, a it's like we get to Bernie's. It was an eighties TV in the corner with a VHS machine, <laughs> <laughs> like an Atari he's, system. He's, he's drinking a he he's drinking a tab. Yeah, didn't have any girlfriends, but uh, <laughs> a tab. Um, yeah, so the thirteenth dynasty. Uh, which is which is old, um, and the tomb had been plundered at some point in antiquity. I don't know if they know when that was yet, um, but yeah, you can see like the you can see the the hieroglyphs on the wall, and it's it it is a very very small tomb. I think they even said that it may have been reused for from a previous ruler could because possibly, these people were so poor compared to the people that made the pyramids. Could it possibly be viral campaign for the next Stargate movie? I do not think it is a viral campaign. <laughs> uh maybe a viral campaign for the next mummy movie. Okay. Maybe. Anything else? You just probably like the, I, I feel just like, wonder like uh, that they're still finding them. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Egypt and a lot of dead guys. So I guess they've been there for a long time. But they, I, I just think it's amazing that somebody's out there sitting there with like a pickaxe and uh, a little tiny broom. That's what I always think of. When this I one looks like, like this archaeologists. One, this looks like it was pretty deep. I think they might have had to use a backhoe. I mean, probably they went slower than that, but it looks like it's at least ten feet deep under the under the Egyptian sands. Um, did you see the thing that that shows the fields in New England, the the revolutionary era fields in New England and up and down the East Coast are still visible, like the stone walls are visible on satellite maps mm-hmm. um, just from the you can tell from the path of the tree growth around them. Mm-hmm. So it's places that we had agriculture in the in the pre-industrial revolution days. And then as people moved out of rural areas, the forest grew back up around and we can still see where the fields were. That's I thought cool. that was really cool. Leave your mark. And that was, you know, we're talking about 3,500 years, though, versus 150 or 200. How do you want to leave so. your mark? A um, tomb? A trademark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will Smith. That's my trademark. Um, I, want to, I want to make something that's visible from outer space. I've, okay. Did you see when we, when, we, when we left Vegas, were you on the left side of the plane or the right side of the plane? Do you remember? You're talking about the very end of CES. The end of CES. So... That tells you exactly how much sleeping I okay. remember the end of CES. So I was on the left side of the airplane going west and looking at the left side of the window, you could see those solar, the solar plants where they take the sun's rays and make an Archimedes mirror or whatever that thing's mm-hmm. called, blast it onto a tower a couple hundred feet up in the air and then turn, I think, salt, molten, and then use that to generate electricity. You could see one of those from from the plane, and it was like looking at the surface of the sun, the top of that tower. It was unbelievably bright. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you were. That's what your mark. You would like your mark to be. Yeah, I want to make a death ray that you can see from space. But instead of making it to generate power, I want to be able to bounce that up into mirrors into orbit and fry anything anywhere on the planet at any time. It's okay, like a, if, like, you've got, if you've got space, I'll take the sea. Okay, Aquaman. <laughs> I'll just say, yeah, I'll have... The sea is vast. I want to uh, genetically come up with some sort of Leviathan creature that I can ride around on. And uh, just stand on two manta rays and put leashes on each of them. Yeah, he'll be so big that when I get tired of riding around on him, I will actually go inside his mouth and live in his stomach. So you just described Contiki. I don't know. What, what's Contiki? Contiki is... Um, uh, who wrote Treasure, not Treasure Island, uh, Swiss Family Robinson? 
Robinson Crusoe. It's one of those. Robert Louis Stevenson. It's, I think it's a Robert Louis Stevenson book. I can't remember. And it's about basically a P- Pinocchio man. This reminds me of the other really a dumb Pinocchio thing. man. Yeah, Pinocchio man. It's it, you know he lived in the whale for a little bit, didn't this, he? This reminds me a lot what? of the Whiskey Media panel of experts. Jonah is wasn't who you're that part of, of Pinocchio? Didn't in the he movie, live in the whale. In Pinocchio the movie, did live in a whale by the he whale. Gets eaten by the whale for a little bit. Yeah, but not Jonah from the Weezer song. No, Jonah from the Bible gets eaten by a whale too. <laughs> Jonah. My name is Jonah. That's that Jonah also gets eaten by a whale, doesn't he? I believe that was Jonas. It was oh, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, he had a sweater though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I listened to a lot of Weezer over the holiday with the kid. That was Do good. His first two albums, man. Can't be or Mariner's Revenge song. Sembrus. <laughs> the they first also three. Whale. Yeah. Um, I feel like the 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 cultural relevance of a new tomb discovered in Egypt has really decreased over the last hundred years. Because if you look at the twenties when they found Tutankhamun's tomb, that was a huge thing. Like there, there were riches in there because there was money. I guess if there was they still found a lot bitcoins of gold. in this guy's tomb. That'd be a big deal. I don't think the ancient Egyptians were mining bitcoins, Norm. They were mining something. They were just mining, you know, gold straight up, no fucking around. Um, Dave, don't you have bitcoins? I have no bitcoins. What? No. I that stuff scares me. I like. I'm. I, you don't need drugs anymore. I think it'll eventually happen. I just. I. I don't. Know. I'm. Then we all like. Weren't we all interested in in dabbling in bitcoins? Andy. No. Andy. If any of us had bitcoins, I would have assumed it would have been Andy because he came in real heavy on it. Like he's also a Magic the Gathering player, so that <laughs> totally like, makes sense. Kind of like bitcoins. Right. No, but that's right. like you know Mount Gox, right? Yeah. Would, you know what that's Mount Gox uh, gathering uh, it's uh, gathering online exchange or something yeah, like that, right? Magic the Gathering online exchange. Wow! So the, it was a pivot. They moved from being the Magic the Gathering online exchange of cards to bitcoins. Yeah. So a company like that, that traded that facilitated the commerce of yes of Magic cards, which completely dictated by Wizards of the Coast being printing them. They decided. So, so they moved from one bullshit more, currency to another. It's more, it's more yes. stable. Is that crazy? Stable business to be in. <laughs> um, it's like it's as if the guys that do Bricklink, which is the Lego brick trading site, decided hey, we're going to cryptocurrency. We're into it, man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That is crazy. Um, I think investing in Lego brick is probably a better idea than Bitcoin. Than Magic of the Gathering cards. Oh, you, you can make something yeah. out of it at least. Exactly. What can you do with the, the big? We can coin? make a good combo out of Magic Gathering. We can make a good deck. <laughs> I don't even know how you play Magic the Gathering. All I know is you tap. I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Gotta get your land, man. I don't know what's going on here, man. Um, so, tangential related. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Your, That's your, true. Your, but this is a perfect segue. Is, oh, yeah. Uh, can you explain Hearthstone? It's out of beta this week. Hearthstone. Or it's is, in public beta. It's Sorry. Blizzard's new I'm trying to take over an entire genre game. So they're mobbing or is this is this, this the is, Dota thing? Or no, is this something else? There's a ma- theirs is basically a Magic the Gathering style game. Card collectible so card, card game. Yeah, collectible okay. card game. Collectible card game. It'll so you be, can't even play it with other people in the real world? Yeah, it's all for the most part uh just competitive uh card game playing. It's deck builder game, so very similar to Magic. It's probably a little easier because there is no land or any of that kind of stuff. You just have mana that you accumulate per turn. But you have cards, and they're rare cards, and you earn cards by either paying for packs, which you can buy for, like, I think it's $2. Now here's a question I have, because Magic, originally, back in the 
mid nineties and was very mm-hmm. popular. Uh, the, the, was a whole, it was a whole booster pack model. Mm-hmm. You buy and, and a lot of satisfaction is opening the foil packs. Yes. Getting your 10 to 15 cards, however many cards became yes. the booster pack, throwing away all the crappy ones and finding your one uncommon mm-hmm. and maybe one rare. Do you have that same experience with the digital booster pack? So you'll get a pack and it's an actual pack. You They make you drag the pack into like a opening area and then it outputs five cards. Is there an animation? Like a, like a there's an animation. Cards there's a, do you uh, get gum? That's all. Uh, that's, there's no gum. It's There's no bazooka gum in there. No 40-year-old gum. Uh, there's no gold leaf. Uh, there's no Ken Griffey Jr. card in it. You know. Did your Did your Marvel cards have gum in them? Nope. Okay. I, w- I would eat. You would eat thirty year old gum. gum. It's gross. If someone sent me booster pack gum, I eat so it. crunchy. I chew it. I would eat so it. So crunchy. Uh, but yeah, you do that, and you're you know guaranteed out of one that you're going to get one at least one rare or something out of it. Okay. Uh, the cool part that they have in that game, which is kind of smart, is that. You earn this currency uh, that you can only get by playing. Uh, and then after you get a certain amount of it, you can enter into the arena. The arena is kind of like a blind deck game where you pick one of the classes. They'll give you one of three classes. You say, okay, I'll play a shaman. And they will then give you an opportunity to pick your 30 cards for your deck. They'll give you three cards at a time and say, pick one of these three. Do that 30 times, you get 30 cards. And these are out of the pool of cards that you own? No, these are totally random ones in general. You can then use... So everybody's got the same random chance so that you're not playing against somebody with... The better deck who spent more money. It's like at least you have the same randomness behind it. And then you play in the arena. The arena you get to play in until you've lost three times. Okay. So the amount of times that you win increases your chance at a better prize. Yeah, okay, so when you when you get and the prizes are more cards. The prizes are more. You'll always get even if you lose all three, you'll always get a new deck. Okay, um, and a you'll get some crafting juice or whatever it is. <laughs> Can you get like tar and plushies or anything out of this, or is uh, it just not uh, that I know of of any of that kind of stuff? And to be honest, I've you know I've been playing it for a month and a half or something like that. So I've I've been I've started getting decent at it, but I I haven't gotten to the point where. I've gotten like huge crazy prize out of it. You just get some rare cards. So, so like in a deck, you say it's like a deck builder. Is it like Dominion in that sense? It's more like Magic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. So in Magic, okay. there are a universe of cards. Yeah. Just like Dominion, yeah. right? Uh, except there are many more cards. You can't like unlike Dominion. If you buy the starter pack, you have all the starter pack cards. And is there card inflation in, in where magic, like, the older cards are less useful than or, the newer no, cards? No, the older cards are broken. They break the game and break the balance. Okay, but there are may, I don't know x hundred number of cards, and some are very rare. So it's going to be very difficult to accumulate them all to build your deck. But it's still a Blizzard game, which means that they nerf cards and nerf all kinds of stuff. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, Does they it can auto-balance the game as you do it. Does it tie into other Blizzard games, Valve style? Like, can you earn shit playing Diablo 3? It's Warcraft-inspired, so okay. you get to you pick a class. You pick one of the eight Warcraft classes. All the cards are from that. The thing that makes it interesting versus something like Magic is Magic is here's a bunch of cards that you can play where uh, your avatar, like your avatar is yourself. It doesn't matter. In Hearthstone, you pick that class, and that means that you have access to class-specific cards. In addition to general cards that anyone can use? Yeah, so your deck is a mix of those two things. 
So, so your strategies would change, you know, depending upon who you're playing. And do these kind of, like, is it like if you're a shaman, your play style is going to be different than if you're an assassin, a rogue, and if you're a rogue, then you're weaker against somebody than somebody else? Yeah, and it plays very similar to the to the stereotypes that wars, uh, Warcraft's already set up. So rogues are really good, like, fast attacking early game mm -hmm. players, where uh, a mage is more of a build-up and a nuke. Sort of class. So, is there like a raid game with this? Is there a, a, a you just play competitively versus somebody else? You okay. play against your friends, but most of the time, all you do is hit the big play button. It randomly assigns you to somebody, and you can similar to your skill. You can either, play for ten minute sessions. Have you? Yeah. The, is it, so it sounds kind of like so, Netrunner or something like that. Even the reason I play it is because with, with a kid, yeah, no, you can sit there and play for ten minutes and put it down and feel. I know good doctors about who play. Hearts, hearts, yeah, heart it's a, it's a good pick up and go. Uh, Hearthstone, their, Hearthstone. Their money mechanic thing in it is not in any way uh, crappy. It's just like the it's, microtransactions. So. Yeah, it's okay. there if you if you want to use it. But I've just been grinding playing it for free. It it seems like a it's a Blizzard polished game. If you like card games, you probably like it. Okay. Um, it's open beta now. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. it. And you're here and you play it and you understand. So um, Verizon bought Intel's failed TV project. This is a thing that they talked about at like two, the last two IDFs running. And the idea was that it was an over the top set top box for TV, which means IPTV, you know, TV delivered over the internet. Um, but like uh, not in a Netflixy kind of way where it's on, where it's everything's on demand, but where you can actually get live streams of ESPN and Disney and CNN and your local channels and that stuff over the internet. So pick your own cable, basically. Kind of. I think the I, the the thing that they I don't know if they ever actually said it, but the thing that I always the impression I always got was that they were trying to do an a la carte TV service. That yeah, it means you could you get your local channels, and then you get if you watch ESPN, you can get that. If you want to get CNN, you don't have to pay for it if you don't want to. I would pay for that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would tell, for the five channels that I watch, yeah. I would love that. And if you had Verizon Fiber, then even better. So I think Verizon is probably more poised to do something with it. The rumored asking price was half a mil half a billion dollars, rather. Um, so I don't know how close to fruition that actually was. That is a lot of money. Well, in a telecom world, it's not that much. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. What am I doing building websites? Yeah, you should build build. You should build over the top TV. I got to think up a clever name for it. It's all deals. It's all the problem with the over the top TV thing is it's all deals. Quickster. Yeah, sure. Oh, God. Um, and then finally, Rim Capsules coming to Steam. Oh, we have more. Uh, Rim Capsules coming to Steam on January 30th. Rim Capsules, one of my favorite iOS games of the last year or two. It's a top-down strategy game with real nice art style. It's a little short. They're Can apparently you spell it? R-Y-M-D-K-A-P-S-E-L. It's not, ex not how you would think it'd be spelled. Rimmed Capsule. Um, it was made by one dude, and it's like a, it's kind of a, like a, what are like dungeon keeper and those kinds of games where you build rooms and assign mm -hmm. people to rooms and, and like you have different tasks you have to complete. Um, it's like $2 or something like that on iOS. I don't know what they're going to sell it for on steam, but it's out at the end of this month. So cool. It's good. It's worth playing. I will check it out. Um, valve last week had their, I think this is their first developer conference steam dev days. Uh, they gave everybody who came, it was a no press, just developers. Um, and they gave everybody who came uh, uh, Steambox, the gigab uh, Gigabyte uh, Bricks, which is an Intel-based, no discrete graphics, 
basically it's the same as the nuke machine that I have with a bigger hard drive, a little small form, small form factor PC running steam OS and one of the prototype uh, game pads. I think they also announced some changes to the steam controller, right Norm? Yep. No more touchscreen. I think that's a good move. Mm. Was it a touchscreen or just a touchpad? Touchscreen. Okay. So the touchpad on that PS4 controller is the weakest part of the whole thing. Because you, you kind of, it's in a weird place. It's hard to use. It's unnecessary. Um, is it going to be more buttons? Is that the idea? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to figure out button situation. Something to do with it. Um, anything else? Uh, yes, Michael Abrash's talk is now online. All oh, really? Four pages of his presentation. Jesus. Uh, about first reality. Is very, there video too? Important. No video. Oh. Um, a lot of it was a recap from his GDC 2013 presentation about virtual reality and uh, latency and, and stuff. Last year it was about latency and Jutter. Uh, this year everything is everything is put together uh, to talk about yes this idea of presence in uh, virtual reality and, and why uh, we shouldn't be using the word immersion. Immersion is different. Immersion just means you're surrounded visually. Presence means your mind thinks you're in a separate place and all your subconscious. Uh, reality f- deciphering abilities uh, are fooling you. And so that's why you, presence is why you get um, vertigo in virtual reality. Okay. So it's, it's why. Is that a good thing that you get vertigo because of presence or a bad thing if, because if you the, get vertigo because of presence? If the environment is, is made to simulate a tall building and you're standing on top of it, yeah. then yes, that's a good thing. Then it's successful at relaying that I presence. I don't think I ever want to get vertigo. The vocabulary of technology boggles my mind. Um, yeah. Um, like that makes sense. Like what you said mm-hmm. totally made sense to me, but man, semantics. Wow. Yeah. It, very, very important little things. And, um, presence is an aggregate, uh, or to, to get successful presence. Uh, it's an aggregate all of all these technologies, including latency, including resolution. Uh, he's saying that based on their testing, based on the prototypes that they've made, uh, a one K by one K pixel resolution per eye, which is Kind of close to 1920 uh, by 1080. If you're splitting 1920 by 1080 into two eyes, yeah. that is okay. Close. It is sufficient for presence uh, currently, but ideally it would be 10 times that resolution. Um, That's a big jump. That is a big jump. Hey guys, your GeForce 780 <laughs> is not going to cut that. Yep. Nope. Uh, and and it, a lot of that will depend on the panel makers. And even though Samsung has, for example, a 5.5 inch panel, that's going to do uh, 1440p, 2560 by 1440. Uh, that's probably going to go on their Samsung Galaxy S5. Uh, that panel may not be good because it might not have a global refresh for uh, the backlight. Um, that and that's what is a global refresh for the backlight? That means mean? all the all the pixels uh, get refreshed at the same time, as opposed to linearly, line by line, pixel by pixel, oh, right. which is what leads to the Jutter problems. Um, also, you need about 95 hertz refresh rate on your panel. Is what he's saying. So he's saying 60 hertz isn't enough. 120 is overkill. Well, at minimum 95. Oh. And the demo, they, the prototype they've made is 95. So this um, is a separate prototype from the Oculus. It's a completely different thing. Completely just Valve's prototype. This is the thing that they, so they had multiple things going at once. It sounds like they had a, yeah. an AR thing and then they also had the VR stuff. And going they're as only well. spending money on this VR stuff right yeah. now. So their prototype has positional tracking also, but it's room base so they there's a photo of their room which had QR codes plastered plastered everywhere 
Oh, you love QR codes. Um, so the, the the head tracking device, the HMD, will see the QR codes and recognize where it is positionally. Uh, he's also saying that for field of view, about 110 degrees is ideal, at least is, is the minimum, which Oculus does meet right now. But everything coming together, uh, I need to talk about going forward. It's going to need eye tracking. You're going to need you know surround sound and all that stuff, and maybe some haptic feedback. Um, How close thinks- are we to getting like? Just climbing into a pod and putting a thing on your head and then living your life inside the machine. Surrogates. Yeah, surrogates. Um, 2015 is when he thinks consumer uh, VR technology will meet his standards for presence. Will my uh, skills in VRML from the late 90s help me in any way? Do you build VRML apps, really? Oh, yeah, dude. When did you build I did one that was I've like, never met anybody who built VRML apps It's like before. walking around a... I, well, I built... I built stuff with VRML in it. It was because uh, we were near DC, so you build like museum things. Oh, okay. So they'd be like, walk through our museum. Okay. Did people pay for that? Dude, people paid for anything in the 90s on the internet. I was 19 years old, and they That's walked true. me in. It was like a... It was like a, the cool thing to have the youngest person possible <sighs> that building things. It was like, oh, look, it'll be fine. We've got a 19-year-old. This is this <laughs> it's like kid. the worst thing in the world. It's <laughs> terrible. It's like a bad movie. Yeah. It's like our, our kids are better than their kids. Just literally, they were like, we have hardcore Dave. There he is. This kid. <laughs> wow. You saw the movie Hackers? Yeah. <laughs> we have a kid that's three years younger. Yeah. Um, Anything else, Norm, from Dev Days? Um, and then uh, Joe Ludwig, the other uh, big VR dude at Valve, had a presentation, which is also online, and that's stuff that we talked about last week in terms of getting Steam OS uh, or the Steam big the picture, big picture mode into virtual reality. A lot of the stuff had to do with optics also. In Abrash's talk, he talked about how like you need a really good optic system, and he uh, had a diagram that showed many, many lenses working in concert. Um, so that your eyes would see the screen as it, you see the world, and we're just not there. Well, and in order to do that with a multiple multiple lens system, you got to have eye tracking, so it knows where you're trying to focus, so it can adjust, right? Or do you have to have a really huge lenses so that the sweet spot for the lens is really you really wide? Have lots of lenses and really yeah. big front elements. Yeah, we're That's away exciting. Time. Yeah, I know. Think about think about putting a couple of twenty four to seventy millimeter zoom lenses on front of your eyeballs, and then the thing that you're gonna have to have mounted to your head to balance that out. Um, VR stuff's cool though. It'll get smaller. It'll all it'll all be weird. Um, Google, uh, I don't even know how they rolled this out, but I saw stories about it pop up everywhere at the same time. They have a pair of. Uh, uh, contact lenses for diabetics to test their insulin levels and blood blood sugar levels. I'm not sure which one, but it uh, basically all bodily fluids or many bodily fluids are good for testing uh, your, your insulin versus sugar levels and glucose levels, glucose levels, right? These happen to work with tears. Yes. Uh, it's something that uh, this, these researchers at the University of, University of Washington have been doing for years. Uh, they were previously affiliated with Microsoft Research, and then now they work for Google. And so they just did a quick blog post about this. Hey, there's something we're working on. It's not augmented reality. It's nothing like that. But they're calling them smart contact lenses. And basically all it is is uh, three components. You have a uh, small glucose detector that's super, super tiny that, again, works off of... Um, tiers and you also have a very very small microprocessor to analyze those glucose levels and an antenna system um and all that 
circuitry is squeezed between two biocompatible uh, lenses that I don't think they still work as corrective lenses. Not sure, but then probably not. Um, and it will be a contact lens that pe uh, people with diabetes can wear and get possibly notification. They also hinted at and putting an LED in there as some type of light source. So it, you mm -hmm. get some visual indicator of low glucose levels because right now people have to stab themselves with their their glucose checks every every uh, several times a day. And these are things that kind of already exist, right? Like I know that they, they've got the little things you can put in your arm and then yes. you've got a little beeper yeah. guy, yep. right? That yep. uh, that will build the graphs for you. A lot of those things are, are painful to use mm -hmm. if you're tapping into your blood. Um, and you have to do it multiple times a day. Yes, you definitely have to do it multiple times a day. Uh, O'Malik from Gigome, he wrote a big piece talking about why he thought this was a very, a very typical of Google being a very impractical idea and a, a very a tech solution to, and not a, a person-driven. It's not. It's not a real-world solution, solution for a real-world problem. Well, it's it it definitely said. a real-world problem. It's just ab it's, it's, absolutely not a, a solution that makes a lot of sense because these things are super expensive to develop, and also uh, a lot of diabetics contact, can't wear contact, contact lenses. Contact lenses are not recommended for diabetics. There are a lot of studies <laughs> yeah. say that diabetics just shouldn't wear them. It hurts, affects their eyes. Eyesight. I mean, you vision vision problems are something that happens over a long period of time with diabetes, and if you contact lenses can accel accelerate the decline of vision, which is bad. And those millions of dollars they're potentially spending on researching this would be better spent on something way more practical and affordable to uh, to affect a larger population. Yeah, I think Ohm is probably right on this one. Um, last couple of things. Uh, Amazon has a crazy patent for minority report shipping where they look into the future and sh go ahead and ship you stuff that you haven't even ordered yet before you order it because they know you're going to order it. And the well, fact that people call it minority report shipping is exactly the, the thing that was wrong with the reporting of the story. Uh huh. Um, so the anticipatory shipping, all it means, and I, they do this already basically, and this is an extension of what they do, is look at your sh what you buy. Yeah. And look at you know your history of what you buy. What are you going to buy next from Amazon, Norm? What does the machine think you're going to buy next? Probably. Is there a lens paper? in your future? You buy toilet paper from Amazon? Yeah. Wow. Why not? Even I don't buy toilet paper from Wood Amazon. Woodworking safety equipment. That's showing yours? up. Yeah. Okay. Goggles or like finger guards? It's probably it, it. It probably thinks I need goggles, but I've already got goggles. Okay. So it looks both at your shop uh, shopping history. Uh, the pages you viewed, and also, and websites can do this now. A lot of people just don't know, like where your mouse hovers over, and how long you stay on like a certain part of a page. Like if you're scrolling down a news feed and you stop at a certain section, they, they know. This is true. Yeah, they know. It's it, it's, it's how true. Facebook. You can do it. Facebook pumps stuff up to the top of your feed uh, when you hover and linger. We can find out anything you do. Yep, and they're just going to take that data and then distribute their inventory a little more. E specifically, and to a point where they'll have items in packages, uh, in, in trucks. Is Amazon fresh in San Francisco now? I think there are photos on Twitter. I saw a Amazon truck. Fr fresh trucks. Yeah, there was a the truck at the end of our street this morning. So close to it. Um, I... I uh, I mean, if, it, if it's like, if, if someone has a habit of buying uh, Blu-ray releases the day they come out, yeah. or, or has bought all the... Batman movies, right? The day they've come out. That's true. Then having that package in the truck, even though they didn't order it for, for that day of release is not a stupid thing to do. Especially since they own um, uh, uh, DHL now. Amazon owns DHL? 
Yeah, the on track really? is DHL. Wow, isn't it? I, I'm like ninety nine percent on that. Um, yes, it's a regional <laughs> carrier that was serves the eight largest states in the West. It is not DHL. It is something else. Privately held company. Maybe they just have a massive contract with them. Hey, did you guys see that? We didn't talk about this last week, but did you see the UPS meltdown over Christmas? Yeah. So yeah. The, the big two stories over the holiday break, and I think uh, uh, Mark Anderson, Mark Andreessen, Andreessen, whatever the guy who invented yeah. Netflix, the guy who invented Netflix, Mark no. Andreessen, his name Andreessen, Reed Hastings. That's the CEO. He's the CEO. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Netflix. Andreessen's uh, a Netscape. 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 And it was that something. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. The bald dude. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't bald the last time I saw him, but yes, There's I think many bald men in tech. He's yeah. one of them. He looks a little bit like a cone head. Okay. It's, okay. It's that's good. It's good that we devolved from <laughs> yeah. the guy who invented Netflix. I mean, Apparently Netscape. Apparently had something important to say. Yes, he did. Uh, he's, he talked about how this, uh, this past holiday was a big transition period for retail. And the two big stories that come out of retail were one, how little uh, brick and mortar sh- stores made and two, uh, how, how, Big the shipping problems. How big the shipping problems were? Yeah, UPS over the holiday Both correlated. melted down about between Christ, between Thanksgiving and and uh, Christmas in most urban areas to the point that they were hiring people. Like I don't think they were going outside Home Depot and hiring those dudes to stand out there and look for jobs, mm-hmm. but they had UPS trucks full of packages that were that they were using as bases to restock the trucks without having to drive them all the way back to the distribution centers. I'm more amazed. And that stuff this, was still like two weeks late. I'm amazed this hasn't happened earlier. Like I, I'm amazed by our infrastructure that I, I think I think this was this this was the one this is the first time the threshold was crossed for online stuff versus So we do need drones. No, I think it's inventory management and like and and just this anticipatory stuff will help. I mean, the data Whoa. is all there. And I mean, yes, there is an upper limit to efficiency of like traffic infrastructure and delivery of like inventory management in the in the trucks but i mean it's, it's all gonna even itself out um do your christmas shopping in september also also that and and you know a lot of people have done pop-up stores in holiday time period you have a lot of these craft fairs mm-hmm. and people are going to move toward those it's, it will all balance itself out for the amazon thing the thing that i could totally see them doing um to make their anticipatory shipping more effective and get more money out of you is send you alerts let you know the things that it thinks you want oh to Oh, God, buy. if it told me this oh, could be at home when yeah. I get home? Because it's already on the truck. Oh, so bad. That's, that's the smart thing. So it's like, yeah, the, the, the data says that you have a 60% probability you'll buy the next Blu-ray, the Fast Furious Blu-ray, but there's yeah. that 40% you won't. But so if it sent you an email, it says, it's on the truck with your name on the, the package. It torque is coming just out on- a real good BMG music. Oh, that was so bad. Like, remember, but that's what those services used to be. They the, just the, send the, you the stuff free disc, once a month. The disc you got once a month was always garbage. It was always I know, but if they've fucking got Tori Amos stuff, or something. Not that I have anything against Tori Amos, but it wasn't what I was looking say, for. Like, the here time. it is. It's coming. It, it's it's on its way. Amazon shipment for the, all you got to do is click yes, nod your head twice. But if but I mean but then the thing the thing that the thing that will burn them on that is if they a get it wrong. Well, if they get it wrong, all you're going to do is have on track their employees put a new shipping logo, and guess what? Your neighbors got it. Well, that still costs, though. I mean, here's the thing. They don't put a shipping logo on until somebody picks it up. They just have a whole big box full of Batman Dark Knight Rises Blu-rays sitting there ready to go. All the same part of the spectrum. For new release stuff, it makes a ton of sense, especially. Because if you think about it, if you think about like video games and movies and music, 
probably not music anymore because I don't think anybody who's going to be buying stuff on release day is getting CDs. But I think for movies and Blu-ray, for movies and games, like it's it's pretty easy to say, hey, this dude buys Call of Duty every year. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and have one there ready to go. Yeah. So that when he presses the order button at eleven o'clock the night talk, before, talk about like getting screwing over the pre-order system, and also way more cost-effective than legitimate same-day shipping options like Google Shopping Express, where they're it's very expensive to pay people to go to stores, local stores, and buy stuff for you when mm. the on-track trucks what are they already doing for the that rates. Shopping Express they service? $5 per item. Uh, or Per item or per store? $5 per something when, when you, uh, after the six-month term, free term ends. Wow. It's a weird future we live in. You just buy everything digital. A- Amazon Fresh is here. I think it's in limited beta right now, which means you have to be special to get it because my, my Amazon account isn't special enough. Maybe yours will be. And you know what? Amazon Fresh is the perfect place to have anticipatory shipping. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you want the fresh food. Like, oh, I wish I had some fresh food to make for dinner tonight. And then they know at 4 p.m. Send you the email. Hey, some you, want some, you, you, want, you want some like, some avocados for tonight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Have you ever done any of those uh, like delivery services? Though, I did Webvan in the old days. Yeah, I did. A, uh, I did like Safeway or something. I sprained a, my ankle. Well, we do Safeway here. Safeway is how we get our food here. The delivery service. Oh, really? Yeah, they Joey orders stuff once or once or twice a month, and it just they bring diet cokes and beer and and muffins. But did you ever like order produce or anything? Um. So yeah, we when I had hurt my ankle and couldn't go to the grocery store, I did produce from Safeway and Webvan, and mm-hmm. the Webvan produce was awesome, and the Safeway produce was garbage, and I mm-hmm. never ordered produce from Safeway again because they clearly used it as the opportunity to get rid of every bruised piece of fruit that they own yeah. and, and shoveled it. The other thing they do is this, this makes me crazy about Safeway is they do substitutions. So unless you say don't substitute right. this and you order something that's really specific, like smoked almonds, mm-hmm. they, if they don't have the smoked almonds that you ordered, you could get a different brand of smoked almonds, which is fine. Or you could just get smoked pistachios, which would be the foulest thing you've ever put in your mouth. That's why he's Mr. AT&T. Fucking AT and T. Pistachios are great. Pistachios. I like pistachios too. That song is pretty good. Kraken uh, Gangnam Style, I think, is the came out during the Super Bowl last year. It's coming up in two weeks. Two weeks. Is it? It's Saturday, Sunday a week. Saturday. Is it Saturday? Saturdays and Sundays all blend <laughs> together now, Norm. You have no idea. Um, Super Bowl. Is it is it two weeks from last Sunday or is it two weeks from next Sunday? It's two a week from, from last Sunday. Sunday. Okay, a week from, yes. this so Pro Bowl is a week and a half now. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Backblaze did uh, did an incredible community service. Uh, Backblaze is one of the cloud backup services that Wirecutter recommends. Um, I haven't actually used them because I don't use cloud backup for anything. But you know, it's highly recommended to use cloud backup. I understand. I just have a safe deposit box that I cycle hard drives in and out of because I like going to the bank. Um, okay. Wait, is it what? Really? No, no, no. no, Yeah, I really do. No, no, no. Yes. Really? No. Yes. No. Yes. It it sounds so dumb. I can see you doing it. I I mean, it's it's just for photos. It's for photos and like the two documents I have a year that that I need to keep. I still can't tell if this is sarcasm. I am absolutely not kidding. I do it twice a year. No way. When I go to the safe deposit box. So somewhere in a bank. No, no, there's a bank with a hard drive in it. What? What do you do? Do you not have a safe deposit box? Absolutely not. What? You have a house. I don't. No. Where do you put your car titles and stuff like that? What if your house burns down? 
I, man. <laughs> if your house burned down, you have bigger problems. You're in way your more life. adult than I am. <laughs> it, once you own things, and not the bank owning them, but you own them, you should have safe deposit. It's like, like one of those fuck the man paranoia things. No. Yeah, I bury it in my uh, in my yard. <laughs> well, what was it? James Brown told Eddie Murphy, "You should put all your money in your mattress." True story. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you should a have safe. safe if, if you have title, if you own your car outright and you have the title right, for here, it, here, that title is the car here, as far as the law the is concerned. I've seen Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much does it cost per year for the safe deposit box? Oh, it's like twenty bucks. It's not expensive. It's just in the local branch of the bank. It's not like it's in. Have, it's not like I have to go through fucking. Four, there's usually like not a even gun a and a bunch of euros in it. Like two. <laughs> no, it's gold you, gold blocks. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you put? Do you put? Did you put the red burn bag? No, it, dude. It's not like the fucking movies. You go into the local branch of your bank and you're like, I want a safe deposit box, and then they say, Okay, it's going to be this. Much. Okay, see now. They now take it from I'm totally thing. entertaining the idea since we all got. Both burn you and bags. I got burn bags. Yeah. Adam Adam made copies of from Born Identity. Mm-hmm. So I do have a burn bag. I know technically the burn bag was not in the safe deposit box. But since we have the burn bags, I, I kind of want to open get a safe deposit box and just put stuff in you it. You should just put the burn, the burn bag, bag in oh, there. Yeah, it's, it's one of the nicer exactly. things you own. Put no, I'll okay, put one of the okay. burn bag put the burn bag in it along with like fake passports and yeah. replica guns and all that stuff. It'll and, be like true lies, like then, Bill Pullman's character. Yes, you have your fake yes, I think yeah. it, <laughs> Yes, totally. <laughs> right. I think if you walked into the bank with a fake gun, that might not go well. They don't know what's in the safe deposit box. You have total privacy. Yeah, isn't that part of the deal? You, in my that's bank, how, that's how you put smoke uh, grenades in it, and then it sets off the smoke <laughs> okay. alarm, and that's how you get in the bank. That's so, right. in my, you know, how <laughs> born identity, there. in Born Identity, they go and they pull the thing out and they walk into a little room. In my bank, there's just a big room with a table in it and a bunch of safe deposit boxes, and you right. just pull but them you, out, put it on the table, the and there's usually some dude standing there. What? Yeah, it's not like he's I, looking at you, it's not like he can get into it. I have the key. You guys, this is, this is, I don't, how are you supposed to stack it full of money? I don't think he gives a shit about the, 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 yeah, photos, hard drive. You just have a hard drive full of photos. I swap it out every once, every few months. That's crazy. Maybe twice a year. That's bananas. Why is that bananas? I just, I can't. What, what? I don't know. You are 1952, man. You're responsible for the, if you, if you lose the photos of your child, your wife is gonna be super pissed, dude. Ah, my mom. I think if your house burned down, photos. I'm okay with that. Yeah, fair enough. Or if, if you, the bank burns down, I don't know what happens. Or you I didn't even think about that. A service like Crash Plan or that, it's much more likely that those places are going to go out of business than the mall's going to the the strip mall with my bank is going to burn down. Probably, I don't know. I feel like at least I have recourse if you, the you, bank you could, burns down. You can put your Blockbuster membership card in it. <laughs> Anyway, the Backblaze guys uh, posted their hard drive failure rates and they didn't they didn't like say, well, one brand failed like Google always says, well, one brand failed way more than all the others. And they don't tell you which fucking brand it was because they're assholes and don't want to piss off Seagate, as it turns out. Um, So the Backblaze people posted and said, look, here are the drives. And they even got to specific model numbers. Here are the drives that we found to be the most reliable and the least reliable. It seems like three terabyte drives so far have been more reliable than four terabyte drives. No, three terabyte drives. Some three terabyte drives are fine. The Hitachi drives were the were the were the best of all. The big winner. And yeah, and the Hitachi three terabyte had like a point zero nine, a zero point nine 
uh, percent failure rate over the three-year lifespan of those drives to date. Now, they chose the drives they bought because they're looking for cost-effectiveness. They're looking for cost per gigabyte. The thing that they said is avoid the green drives, although well, that could be because of their specific, the green their, drives. Right, their specific use case. The green drives are designed to spin down when you're not using them faster than maybe the OS would typically spin them down. And what the upshot on that is for their application is that the drives would spin down and then spin right back up and then spin down and then spin right back up, which probably increased wear, they said, but didn't have any data to indicate that. Um, but they said Western Digital Red, Western Digital Blue, Hitachi, um, three three terabyte drives, and uh, I said gigabyte before, but I meant terabyte. We all know that. Um, seem to be the winners. It was. Right. It's an interesting story. There's a. It's on the site now. I think. Right. Yep. Yeah. I've never had a hard drive fail on me. Get I've had. Isn't that out. amazing? Two Seagate 1.5 terabyte same model drive, the exact same one that Backblaze had problems. Yeah, with. I had those conk out with. I, I had those conk out too. I used those as my because they were fast. We recommended it at Max PC, so I bought them. In computing since like 1980 something. Are you just always upgrading? Constantly? No, I've got. I've got hard drives in that or we're in old computers. Are you one of those guys that takes the hard drive from the old computer and just jams it in the new computer? I will I'll, I'll clear it first a lot of times, but yeah. Okay. Sometimes. I, I normally every time I upgrade to a new computer, I will buy a new one. Yeah. But I'll have the other one in there and, you know, shuffle stuff around. So I bought um well let's let's I think that's it. Unless anybody has anything to add. Let's talk about what we've been testing, because this 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 will roll over nicely. I bought a thing last night that arrived yesterday via Amazon that was completely impossible for them to anticipatory ship to me. Um, but it is a serial ATA and PATA interface to USB because I've, I've had in my garage for the last probably four years a big cardboard box that just when a hard drive moves out of service or I take apart like an old machine and don't want to clear off the hard drives, I've just been chucking them in that box. And I have hard drives that are probably 30 gigabyte hard drives from 10 years ago in there. And I was like, I should probably look and see what's on these before I put them in the landfill. Mm -hmm. So now I have a thing that I can use to plug in those old ass hard drives and see what was on them without having to opening up, open up a case and plug in power and all that stuff all the time. And, and I'm pretty excited about that. I think that that was, that should be an interesting archaeological you'll trip find a, into the past. Yeah. You'll find a new Egyptian ruler. <laughs> uh, Hopefully one of the richer ones. <laughs> you mean uh, Pharaoh Sub Sobekatope? Sebek you had it so I was amazed. I was like, "Yeah, always ends with Hotep." Hotep. Bubba Hotep was my favorite pharaoh. Yeah, so that that's I'm. I'll let you know how that goes. I my bet is that thirty percent of those drives don't work at all anymore from garage exposure. Everyone should buy a large iron safe to put in their garage. Really? And so for future, and bury it, and then so when someone in the future finds it, they can have an adventure trying to open it. You mean like on Reddit? Just like on Reddit. Those safe threads are great. Exactly. Is there a sub th subreddit for that now? I'm, I'm sure there is. Hey, I found a safe. I How do I open safe. it? And, and it can be lots of uh, you have magic, success, or it could be... Yeah, you put your Magic the Gathering cards in there. Huge disappointment. For the future. What would you put in the safe if you wanted some, the, someone 50 years... Let's say 60 years from now to find it and be delighted. Bottle caps. It's the currency of the future. I just, uh, can I put like a flash intro to a website? <laughs> like <laughs> like a restaurant like a, website? A, it, I just want like a computer, like a laptop, like half opened, 
and the person's like, I wonder what's on this computer. So you'd have and to include a battery, is, like a, some, a, some battery solution that would last 60 years. Yeah, I'll use that giant thing that will. <laughs> right. Uh, what's what's the derogation yeah. on, on that on the, on that giant huh? lithium battery? Like, would that, would a charge It's not going to last 100 years. 60 years? I don't think so. What, what battery technology would last 60 years? I don't years? think, I don't think any, any battery, battery technology. Yeah. Fine. It'll make them. A couple potatoes. And I want them to go through all the trouble, and then it loads up this old, <laughs> like, Macromedia site of the day award that I got in 1997 that is like a two-minute <laughs> intro to a website that's horrible. It's just a bunch of moving is, is Are there frames? Were there frames? What yeah, do you mean? On the website. Oh, no, no, it was a full, this is a full experience. Full flash? Are there yeah. awards these days given to websites that still have those Long flash intros. Oh, we should start that. Mm, Best use no. of flash. I no. bet there'd be a lot of it would be tr like mega churches. I mean, all you've got now is like the Webbies. Webbies. That's, that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's all that kind of exists yeah. for websites. We need sarcastic internet awards. Okay. <laughs> that, that, uh, you could maybe make a battery that like, you could get that dumb eaten hand crank thing that you have, Norm, and just tell them to, to plug that in and crank it for three days and then press the power and they'd get like a minute and a half on the laptop. I don't think the lithium ion in that would last 60 years that you can charge it. Oh, uh, that's probably true. So that's what I would put in. That'd okay. My legacy. Norm, what would you put in? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I asked the question. Hmm. Because I'm taking it seriously. I'd put it in beer because the hops and the yeast and stuff change over time. Do you ever have any of the beer that that guy in Sebastopol made of the with the ancient ancient yeast? No. Was, what? They, they he found ancient yeast in amber. I bought want it. Nothing to do with that. Seemed like a real bad idea, right? Oh, it, it just sounds like you suddenly get a new disease. It's the start of it's a Michael old, Crichton novel. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they live. Um, I never had it. I always wanted it, but it's gone now forever. You still thinking? Norm? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, because you want to delight someone 60 years from now. It's a lot of Do you want to delight or horrify? Delight. I think delight. I'd go with horrify. It seems easier. Yeah. Uh, or just confuse. That's why I went with the... Uh, copy of totally People confused. Magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> oh, nothing but Kardashians this week, guys. Yeah. What the fuck are the Kardashians? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's a tough one. Time capsules are tough because the thing is the time capsule is almost always underwhelming. Like you, you when somebody opens a time capsule that was from no. 1913, it's going to be like super that. disappointing. Can it just be a screenshot of Google images for my name? Because let me tell you something. When I was sitting there for my you know time off, and I was like, I could go get a, a gig. And then I just thought of that. Somebody putting in my name into Google would never happen. Images Nobody for would Dave Snyder. Me. Hardcore Dave, there's child like, molester Dave. Yeah, there's Dave at a wedding without a shirt. Here's I, I got I, I, it's open in, in, <laughs> yeah. instinctively, open incognito mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still the same. There's a lot of you without shirts on. I and know. That, that's what. Uh, that's what all our hooligans. You had some improbable facial hair for a while. Oh yeah. Impro there's a picture of you with a baby. That seems pretty good. Yeah. It's a picture of Alex Navarro. Fine. There's me with an umbrella. Just no shirt on and an umbrella. I don't even see the umbrella. I just see the no shirt yeah. on bit. There's uh there's it, it says, Do you did you want Dave Strider? Yeah. I see, don't know. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I would want. This would confuse this would explain my entire life. This one there's a Dave Snyder realtor in uh Little Rock, it looks like. There's also some musician man and there's a weatherman. I love that I beat out the weatherman. Nice. Local weather doesn't pull what it used to. Yeah. Um I'm gonna move on unless Norm has something to say that he's gonna put in the safe. Because no. I've been testing Steam OS beta. 
Um, How is it? It's just like Steam's big picture mode, but it runs on a machine all by itself. Um, it was a little bit tricky to get set up. If you didn't know a little bit about Linux, it would be pretty hard, uh, assuming you're not on something that just works out of the box. It seems like like the out-of-the-box configuration is a Z87 chipset, Intel Z87 chipset with any of the CPUs that'll fit in there and an NVIDIA graphics card. And then that just kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to do it on Intel integrated or AMD uh, chipsets or, or with AMD, you know, like an APU or an AMD discrete graphics card, there's a little bit more stuff you have to do. And getting the sound to work on the Intel machine was really hard until it just suddenly started working. Like I, I did one of those things, you know how you do in Linux stuff where you go and you open up a bunch of text files and you make a bunch of changes and then you're like, I should probably reboot. And suddenly it's shit works. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I have no idea what I changed, but it works now. Sound works. Ah. Now. Yeah. So that's good. Um, but so I, easy. <laughs> Yeah, piece of cake. Um, 8.5. You plug in uh, an Xbox controller, and the X input is already installed, so that stuff just works. Mm-hmm. Um, even on, so I'm testing it on one of those Intel Nuke machines, which I think stands for Next Unit of Computing. It's basically a little smaller than, it's like an Apple TV-sized box that you put an SSD and a Wi-Fi card and some memory in, like laptop memory. And then that, that's a computer. Like it's, it's everything else you need is there as a couple HDMI ports, ethernet and like two or three USB ports. Um, and it works like indie stuff works shockingly well on that. I, I obviously like Assassin's Creed four isn't available for Linux. And you said you were running like meat boy and yeah. So it's, um, so far it's been like, it seems there's like 300, 350 some games that are available for Linux on steam right now. Uh, so it's mostly stuff. It seems like that was on humble bundles because mm-hmm. a lot of that humble bundle stuff, there's like Linux, Mac and windows versions. Um, the so stuff I've played has been like Bastion, meat boy. Um, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas was alone. Didn't work. Super hexagon worked. Um, you know, the, the indie games from the last five years. Braid is in there. I haven't tried that yet. I don't think, um, but I actually installed it on a 60 gigabyte SSD uh, one of those little MSATA ones, the ones that you plug in on the mm-hmm. on the little card, rather than a real hard drive, because I wanted something that was that I could mount on a Visa mount on the back of my TV. So just hang it off the back of the TV, plug it into HDMI, and then use like a wireless Xbox dongle to use controllers with it, and and hopefully uh, use it with the streaming, you know, the the streaming from my PC to that box, rather than running an HDMI cable through the wall, which is what I do right now. But the streaming stuff is not enabled yet. So that's SteamOS right now so far. We're going to do a video about it next week. Norm has some stuff cooking on his front too. Real games. Dude, there's no real games for Linux. I know you think that, but you're going to be really sad. It can dual boot. Just install Wine, You man. could dual boot. I don't, no. think, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. Have you ever used Wine to play games? I, whew, man. Did you ever use Linux? You seem like you might have Linux I history. I did. I da- I dabbled for uh, a little bit, but uh, I've been more than comfortable with OS X for the most part. Uh, they just added dual boot support like yesterday, so you should theoretically be able to U- EFI dual boot without wiping out your in- Windows install. Um, STEM. You wrote down STEM here. Can we? T- I don't think we can talk about we that. We can absolutely next week. talk about STEM. We just can't talk about software part. Okay. Uh, Dave, you ever played with the, the Razer Hydra? 
Uh, no. Do you remember the, the Razer Hydra was a, um, it kind of looked like a, like a Wii waggle controller, but instead of using accelerometers and gyroscopes, it had a magnetic sensor. And then you had this big orb that generated a magnetic field around you. As long as the sensors were inside that orb, you had incredibly precise movement, but it never really worked very well. Okay. Incredibly precise, but not. That was their pitch. Okay. But in reality, it just kind of didn't work very well. All right. It didn't work because of a lot of interference problems and uh, the limited range of the base station. And the software was kind of janky too, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so the people who made that technology were licensed to Razer, uh, launched Kickstarter on in September uh, to do their own hardware, which they will also continue to license, uh, called STEM. Um, and it Science, is. Science, technology, engineering, and math? Sure. Um, and it's a positional tracking system, hardware, um, to be made for, for games, um, and productivity. And, uh, we got to use it yesterday. Um, the latest version of the prototype. And, uh, they had these, the Razer kind of looked like a Wiimote, the Wii nunchuck, um, in terms of what you were gripping. Uh, but the stems looks more like a, like almost like a brass knuckles. Uh, um, yeah. You know in Spider-Man, the shocker? Like, the, the not Jamie oh. Foxx. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking like about you hold up you two shot. fingers yeah. and then you, you no, have, like, yeah. one finger like down and then the man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the villain, the shocker, yeah. has these right. shockwave, like, weapons like that. It, it, like it looked like gun. a Like a staple gun. Yeah, it looked like a harmonica case. No, it's about know. the same size as like a small harmonica case. That I can get behind. There yeah. we go. All right. That's that's like the, I was like, oh yeah. So they have those sensors are universal, and they plug them into a bunch of different things, kind of like a Wiimote. Um, so we got to test. We got to try that out. How was the positional tracking? Uh, it was okay, and as soon as you got outside of the range of the magnetic sphere generating thing, it kind of got bad. Uh, got real jittery and they said the, the version of the software they were running didn't have motion smoothing on. So you know how when you use, um, you know when you use a mouse and you have interpolation off so mm -hmm. that it doesn't smooth out the, yeah. the sensor jitter, it felt a lot like that, but in a 3D environment it was much more noticeable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not, like I was pretty unimpressed with the Hydra. This is second generation or maybe even third generation technology it seems like, so so hopefully it'll be better um, when they actually ship it later this year, I think they're shipping in what June or July. They said, July. um, but yeah, I, I wasn't super blown away by it. It seemed, it seemed potentially neat, but it, it seems like the area that the magnet, that the sphere, the, the sphere that you can work in needs to be a lot bigger or you have to put that thing that makes the sphere really close to you. You want to be able to do a roundhouse kick. Uh, no, I don't ever want to. That's a bad idea. <laughs> but that, that, that's that's what they're pitching. Yeah. yeah, they're pitching like this base station that generates the magnetic field. Um, it's wireless, mm -hmm. so it just needs power. Um, so you can move it to so, you know center of the room in front of you. Can be standing in front of it, and if it has this eight foot radius, theoretically it should be able to track you know with you standing relatively close to it. And because it works off these modules that have also miniature you know coils that track the position, these modules could be wrapped you know taped to your feet or taped to your legs um taped to your elbow they seemed a little bit could, big for that that they're trying to the, that whole idea is having these modules put on bracelets and put mm -hmm. on on ways to tether them to your feet somehow on your limbs um and so with some calibration and you're and you're imagining you're wearing also some hmd so you're in the oculus 
mm-hmm. you're in a virtual environment, you have presence. You're on and, the treadmill, and the Omni you ca- and, and possibly you're on the the treadmill. So you you could be use, you could be walking, and the Omni uses capacitive touch for for its motion tracking for the feet. Well, they actually did a demo at PAX last year where the Omni used the Six Sense thing too. And and then you the sixth sense would be on your arms and you'd calibrate so you would it would know that you know you the, the two stem modules on your hands are exactly the same distance from your head as where the Oculus is so there's relationship and then you could like see your hands in in the virtual world and be lawnmower man lawnmower man I too beyond no. cyberspace wow really lawnmower man just ended with all the phones ringing every, every phone on yeah, ring at once so you know that's an old movie you know you can do that with Skype. Yeah, <laughs> make make call twenty people once, make all the phones ring. Really freaks people out. Um, yeah, I, I uh, I'm interested to see what they do, but I I'm glad I didn't spend money on that Kickstarter. Like for all of the all of the stuff that you see from from even that that treadmill thing, which seems kind of ridiculous. Omni, the Omni, yeah. Like that, at least when you see them using that on a trade show floor or something, it seems to work pretty well. Oh no! Have you seen the Omni being used? Oh yeah, I saw it at PAX. Oh my god, it looks so stupid. <laughs> the dude that it did, I'm not saying it didn't look stupid, but I'm saying it actually looked like you know it looked like a thing that you could maybe see yourself using <laughs> as long as you're in a room it, that nobody it, else can see you. It's, <laughs> number there's one not going to be any pictures. Number one concern from the Omni is can you use it by yourself? <laughs> do you oh, need assistance? Oh, like do you, can you it. accidentally auto you accidentally asphyxiate yourself? No, getting no, into that I, thing? I, I don't want to have to call someone to help me set it up. Oh yeah, to to turn it on and, uh, and watch and monitor. Uh, make sure I don't actually slip and die. Um, yeah, I mean we'll see what this thing looks like when they actually ship it. I, I'm, you know, I, the thing that worries me is that we're going to see because the of the kind of buzz that Oculus got early on. And the fact that everybody's actually excited about VR again, everybody else is going to jump on that bandwagon and roll out a bunch of crap that's not very good and kill the VR renaissance before it has a chance to even start. I just wonder if like at a certain point people will skip, you know, some tech guys will figure out a way and I'm sure it's much longer off, but they'll skip the mimicking physical reality and just go directly to your brain. Like just, just put the matrix yeah. spike straight in the <laughs> yeah, back of your exactly. skull. And like you just feel it. Like you just see it. Yeah. And here's the saddest thing. That's going to happen, but it's only going to work like on newborns. Like you have to have that installed when you're born. So we're Would you do that to your generation. kid? I wouldn't do that to my kid. No. Well, maybe two generations down. But we're all going to be in a generation where we're, we're not compatible. We'll all be like Tank. and, and uh, Fucking Tank and, and Dozer. Dozer from yeah. the Matrix where we can't plug in. Yeah. So you got to run operations. For the people typing, like in their like virtual reality space, and we're just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, uh, um, that's the sad part. I've been playing couch games. Have you played uh, Nidhogg or Samurai Gun or any of that business? I played a decent amount of Samurai Gun, and I was telling you this the other day. I feel I am too old to be playing Samurai Gun with younger people. I brought a controller dongle so we can see today. Oh man, we can is, face off olds versus youngs. Dude. Those young cats. That's, you think they're that's just a faster quick than game. Us? Then I started playing. Do you use a strategy of just kind of like laying on the floor? You in, know that you can do Samurai that? Samurai gun? Yeah. You get down low? If you press down, yeah. you mimic that you're dead. Really? Yes. And so then I just started doing that because I was getting frustrated. And yeah. I was like, maybe I could just have some weird strategy. 
So you camped, basically, is what you're saying. Yes. You, you changed to, like, the bone skin and well, hide the shadows? Well, I've died so many times, there's tons of my bodies around. Yeah. That then it's harder for them to track. <laughs> you're saying dying all those times yeah. is a strategy. Um, couch, couch gaming stuff. Gene and I played Nidhogg last night, mm-hmm. and I, well, like, it is interesting to watch other people learn those kinds of games because they're mm-hmm. really fast. There's not a lot of complexity in like the mechanics. So my wife who doesn't like fighting games because you have to learn all the combos and blocks and watch for frames and all that stuff, you know, is super into this because it's, it's literally like, you know, just don't, don't run into the sword and then stab the other person first. And kind of, you end up with a, a kind of interesting, fun, deep, more complex, but versus gaming experience. So, yeah. Norm, you have her on the list. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about last week. So. Dave, have you seen her? I've not seen her, and I really want to see her. <sighs> oh no, that's a big sigh. That's a big Norm sigh. No, 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 no the he... sigh is I want to talk about it because oh. I loved it so much. Oh, has he seen it? Well, hasn't seen it yet either. We could just walk away. No, you could just talk that's to. All right. You just do I'll a zoom monologue. In. No, do it at the end. Not, Why no. don't you react the movie? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'll be the robot. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be, yeah, you'll be, be amazing. Uh, yeah. you'll, you'll be um, Norm Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Yeah. Dave's. Dave's no, no, no. Uh, he's, he's the robot. He's Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I think. Okay. Scarlett Johansson is the robot. I think we should redub the movie with your voice instead of Scarlett Johansson's. Uh, people would love it. Right. That's premium I'll, content I'll right there. Carry an umbrella and I'll have a new photo on that Google image. That'd be great. <laughs> um. Do you want to talk about her? Do you want no, to no. Should we do a spoiler cast with Adam? He's seen it, right? He has not seen it yet. Oh, he hasn't seen it yet? No. We'll, we'll do a spoiler cast. I think we can make that happen. Okay. Um, anything else, Dave? Anything you're testing these days you want to talk about? No, I'm just building I'm building my thing. Making it a corner. Yeah. I'm crazy. Um, I, uh, we're doing... I don't know. It's kind of interesting in a tech way. We're building something that doesn't have traditional databases. So you're building a website without databases? That sounds impossible. Some of the web world has moved to trying not to have storage systems that are like physically on the or physically in the network that is delivering them. And so you're delivering it through the client. So people are trying to build websites that are, they call them backendless. Okay. It basically means that you have a single static file that's like a index.html file. Like I could give you just a HTML file Mm -hmm. and it would run like a dynamic website. So it's like movable type. No. No. So it's like WordPress. No, it's not even just like, it, it's crazy. I don't understand. It, I'm confused I, To be honest, I don't even understand it completely either. It is kind of scaring me. Is this something that the machines are building? So like, are the machines building websites for other machines? Is this web 3.0? It's, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's, it's all the, the same. Everything web? is new, is old again, and... All that kind of fun you, stuff. You know, those, all that outbrain nonsense It's on the bottom of every web page on the internet now. That's just web rings all over again. Oh, the uh, suggested links? Stuff. Hey, you might like this story about boobs. Oh, That's what they're always, that's what it always boils down to. I call it... It's uh, boobs are dying. It's web sugar. Yeah, it is web yeah, sugar. it's totally web sugar. That's all that stuff is. Hey, join our web ring. There's tons of them. Yeah. Um, Norm, anything else you've been testing? You're good? I'm good. Uh, let's take a couple questions and call it a show. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. It's, no, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. 
If you have a question for the Zoli Test, the email address is podcast at tested.com. Please keep your questions short. We like audio questions that are under 45 seconds and don't sound as if they are recorded from the backseat of an F-18 while you're screaming for mercy in between the question that you're asking or uh, just send us written questions if you would rather. Our first question comes from Chris. I have a question about live CDs. Do you guys recommend any particular type of live Linux CD? I've recently run into a few situations where a bootable temporary OS was needed, but I'm having trouble finding the ideal solution. Also, Norm, why no love for the Kusu DeLorean? The Ubuntu live CD is pretty good for fixing boot partition problems and stuff like that. All right. I think the, Lucy, uh, the Kusu DeLorean was too small and not and uh, and not as detailed as I would like it to be, nor how I envisioned the DeLorean in my head. It didn't adequately like capture the DeLorean-ness of the DeLorean. No, absolutely not. Yes, it had the uh, gullwing doors, but uh, I would rather have it. It had was composed of maybe 800 pieces and had more detail and was bigger scale as opposed to being the small minifig scale. Also, I don't like these Simpsons. You didn't there ask you about the Simpsons. I thought that Simpsons Lego. Look, I think that looks good. I'm getting that. We're going to build it on the video on, on the internet. So you don't have to participate if you don't want to. It'll just be me in a room all by myself building Lego. Um, have you done any live CD stuff? They're good for fixing broken Windows machines. I haven't had too much trouble. You don't use too many Windows machines that break. I, mine pretty much just runs video games nonstop. Did you play SimCity? Uh, I played it for about five minutes and then saw that I had forgotten that in between the time of the last game and this one that they had that weird Simish language stuff. And as soon as I heard that, I immediately closed it down. <laughs> it was really arbitrary, paid, but I, I like I it. I paid $50. I waited till like all wow. the... The, well, the problems were done with them. Then I was like, I love SimCity. I'm going to go play it. And I heard that Simish language and I, it was Simlish. Done. We have a friend who made an album for them in Simlish for one of the Sims, Sims expansions. Yeah. Reticulating spines into it for you? I, what? Couldn't. Oh, heard the Simish down. Wow, those Kusu, the Kusu Curiosity rovers have gotten crazy expensive. It's thirty dollars. It's ninety eight dollars on Amazon. Only one left in stock. Well, oh, you're having to get them from Japan. That's why. Good thing it's uh, previewed. It's already at your door. Well, <laughs> good news. Um, <laughs> they know me better than that. Uh, the next question comes from Eric, who wants to know: Hey, I read about Google wanting to make all sorts of robots, and Amazon is starting up their drone fleet in the coming year. So, a serious question hit me. Will we get to the point in X number of years in which robots will be doing most of the jobs that we do now? Soon after that, there will be robots deployed in areas designed to fix other robots, etc. Politically, how do we handle billions of people without jobs? Does the world move to a socialist union and hope it works out? I'm not some dude who's afraid of the future, but I feel it is an eventuality that isn't being discussed by anyone, especially those in the government that refuse to believe technology is where it is at now, let alone where the future may bring. Sorry for the long question. Keep up the great work. So he thinks the robots are going to put us all out of work. It's not going to happen. They're taking our jobs. It has what happened before, for example, with the industrial revolution is there before then manual labor did a ton of uh, most everything. And once we've got machines to do things, the people who originally did those tasks found other jobs in different tasks, such as fixing the machines, building fixing machines. machines and building web pages yeah. and blogging. Yeah. And the bigger issue is that with robots taking over a lot of these, the, what we previously thought was skilled labor 
and and robots will eventually take and yes in x number of years if you scale to you know hundreds of years if we're still alive as a civilization robots will take over any job that we think that we can that only humans can do is a distribution of wealth and what mean robots can handle the distribution of, so i can have like a robot that's a no, robot mugger no, no. so so it is whether the people making the robots control the robots are taking all the money that otherwise would have been oh. would have been uh, allocated to people doing those jobs. Well, anyway. I would assume if the robots are property, I would assume that the person who owns the ro- robots gets. Yeah. The, so that's the, the, robot the bigger dough. the the I think the uh, there will be new jobs created and mm-hmm. people will fi- always find things to do, but the distribution of wealth will get skewed even more so, and that is the the bigger thing to be worried about. What was the um, what was the Ready Player One? Where the robots do most everything, and then the people just sit around in VR goggles and play asteroids all day. I don't know. It's very funny though, because I just have been thinking of Planet of the Apes in my head, and I'm wondering why there's not a because it's very similar. What story. if the apes are robots? Yeah, or you just have an ape and robot society. Like, what if they coexisted? The apes are all cool with the robots, and the robots are well, all the cool robots with the aren't, apes. don't have to be sentient. I want like a balance, checks and balances in the system, like the apes can keep the the robots in check. That's the way that I would solve this problem. You know, for my hundred years in the future box, I'd put some, actually it's not going to work. I would print a copy of Futurama out on film, the whole series, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reels. It's a big safe. It's a big safe. And then I would put that in there and I'd, I'd write history of the world, 1919 to 1931. No audio. So it's just visual representation. They think we're all cartoons. 100 years from now. It's after the fall. I think Norm's right about the robot thing. Yes, I, I also agree. Yeah. You guys watch Cloud Atlas? No, I read the book though. I just watched Cloud Atlas. How was that movie? <sighs> That's another side. Look at these sides. <laughs> That's the bad side. Yeah. I, that was the bad side. Yeah. Uh, is it, it racist or just bad? No, no, it wasn't racist. I didn't, the... the People, the, the using the same actors play different races was totally fine. Okay, uh, make wasn't fantastic, but it was it was totally fine. It was it's an, uh, it's it was uh, interesting uh, exercise in adaptation, not in the same way that the movie adaptation was. Um, I I I mean, there was a reason that movie was on the hey, this is a movie, the book that you can't make into a movie list for a long time. Turns um, out they were right. Yeah, I watched Fast Five the other day for the first time. Finally, but you haven't watched Fast Six. No, nope, that's next. But that that rock, as we were sitting there watching was, that was movie, more CG or less CG? In that oh, that was way more fucking yeah. CG. I think four. But but here's the thing: the bits that didn't have CG, like um, like the the train thing at the beginning, there's there's terrible CG in there, but there's also some really great stunt driving that is absolutely real. There's there's great stunt driving in all those movies. Right. Um, the moment as we were sitting there watching the movie. As the rock was getting ready to get off the airplane, I said, and this is the moment that the rock shows up and Gina, Gina's head exploded because she didn't know he was in the movie. It's really, really a good moment. Glistening rock throughout that, the entire movie. He is, he is like full on like jaw out. Rock I, was, ass rock. I had a long bat that I thought that he was going to win an Oscar one day. I bet he'll win an Oscar one day. I think he has, has it in him to, to be a dramatic actor. He could he could totally loop around, especially like old The Rock, like fifty five yeah. year old The Rock. Yeah, he like he could have a Bruce Willis turn. Yeah, I, I think it was the opposite for Bruce Willis. 
I think Bruce Willis way had more a, talented earlier. In younger, his younger Bruce moonlighting Willis. Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis has had you know GI Joe two. He had pretty good, pretty good turn in that. <laughs> Tears of the Sun, yeah, pretty like good. Unbreakable and all that Tears kind of, of stuff. Like, it's like twelve years old. Well, I'm not saying old too. He's not a young dude. Unbreakable is twelve years, fifteen uh, years old. Looper. Looper was okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Bruce Willis. He he's got good and bad stuff. He he works on the Affleck theory, right? Where he does a good bad movie and a bad movie, except for he's only doing bad movies these days. Um, so I guess that'll do it for us this week. If you have a question, podcast at tested.com, send your emails, uh, keep them short, make them audible. Uh, and we will be back uh, next week with another edition of the show. Dave Snyder, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me, man, I didn't know. Go to webhook. You want to sign up, try it out. Oh, do you, do you like you stuff people can try out now? Well, well, they can't try it out. Oh, okay. They can sign up. Can they find you on Twitter? They can sign up. They can. That's where they can find me. I guess enemy kite. Oh, I thought it was hardcore Dave. No. That's somebody really? else. I'm fucking with you. Well, I think there is a hardcoredave.com. I don't, I take no credit for it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going oh, to, no. Uh, no. No. I think I, there is. I really hope it's not. <laughs> I'm going there. Oh, yep. It is exactly what you, yeah. harpoon to the rescue. I think it just pulls quotes. That's all it does. That's, it's only one quote. It's oh, super stupid. I can stupid. make you say whatever I want. Oh, it's, I, it's not a porn site. No. No. Oh, thank no. God. No. No. Uh, this no. is by Alistair Cat, Vager, Mr. Chief, and some, Dave Snyder. Giant bomb. It was hardcore. Yep. Giant um, bomb cats. Uh, Norman Chan, uh, what's coming up on the site? Uh, look at my calendar. We got a video with Adam. We have uh, more PC building stories. Yep. Uh, we have uh, some cool NASA stuff. We got more <laughs> Zoidberg project. Lloyd's, uh, Lloyd's co-op board game thing went up today. We have a uh, board game stuff. Uh, and still entitled have, back. Yep. Cool stuff. Good stuff. Okay. We'll be back next week with another edition of the show. Uh, Norm, are you going to talk to the camera about her after this KJ no, outro? I'm, I'm yeah, going to wait seen it. You should do it. I'm we'll just zoom it in. No, I'm going to wait till people have seen Okay. This week's outro comes to you from KJN. If you would like to submit an outro before this is only a test, uh, Google raw outro song file and follow the instructions in that thread on the forums. See you guys next week. Hi there, I didn't see you. Tested. Oh shit, I'm getting a speeding ticket. Tested. I don't have any idea what that one's from. I think the oh shit, oh, I'm getting a speeding ticket. That was when you were, uh, you rented a car or something. It was when we drove the smart car? With, with the... I remember you were on a highway. I remember this video. Were we driving with the Google glasses on? I don't think we ever make that video because we couldn't capture the phone to see what was on the glass at the same time we were driving. We were trying out some car. Maybe it was the smart car. We have the smart car is the only car we've driven in the last. Because you did the Tesla, but that was I was on. I was out. Talk about speeding tickets, though. I have no recollection. You wanted to see how fast it could go. Yeah, that was terrifying. And then it was, yeah. You should never go 88 miles an hour in a smart car. It was just car. shaking. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. It's a time travel to the end of your life. Yeah, it was. I saw my life flash before my eyes. There you go. Okay, bye. See ya.